Radio Chaser is brought to you by the power of positive thinking. Sure, you may be an unsuccessful loser in a dead-end job, but you'll feel so much better if you think positively about it. Positive thinking. 2019. You really should cut the booze, lose 50 kilos, and fulfil your lifelong dream of becoming a YouTube star by taking up extreme parkour. That's why you're here. This isn't a radio show. It's a spiritual journey to help you live your best life. It can't help you achieve any of your goals, but it will make you much, much, much better at sex. Welcome to Radio Chaser. Good afternoon. Welcome to Radio Chaser. Dom away today, but we've got Charles, Andrew and Zoe. Yes, indeed we do. And and coming up in the show uh, today, what are we, we're talking about the sexy Paris Olympic logo, aren't we? Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. If we can, um, if it's not too censored. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a bit naughty. It's a bit naughty. Uh, we've got <laughs> the heat wave and the sort of pillows that you might want to use. We've got a welcome to the future, don't we, Charles? Yeah, that's right. We're, we're reviewing, well, I, I won't say too much. But yeah. just, uh, you know, if you've ever wanted a smart toothbrush, then <laughs> after today, you may oh. not want a smart toothbrush anymore. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, you never know. The electric toothbrush was, was a good idea. But look, um, hey, Sculpture by the Sea starts today, guys. Are, are you planning to go in Bondi? <coughs> no. No, no. no. The, me, the whole, me neither. The whole point about Sculpture by the Sea is it's the period where you shouldn't go to Bondi because it's so bloody packed. Well, it's packed with people, yeah, with people you know, turning up to try and sort of guess, you know, which things are sculptures and which things are just part of the fitness equipment that mm. they have next to the park. <laughs> I mean, quite hard to tell them apart. But uh, a yeah, beautiful walk, though. Like, it's to- you know, it's stunning, isn't it? I mean, mm. Bondi is an absolute jewel of, of the world. And it, it did actually come out, this is absolutely true, Melbourne want to have their own sculpture by the sea now. Oh. They, want, they want a piece of the action, too. And uh, <laughs> for all the details, check this out. Hey dude, I'm Woodson Whitley from Melbourne City Council. G'day, I'm Kevin from Sculpture by the Sea. Welcome to Bondi. Oh dude, this Bondi humidity is ruining my waxed moustache. Oh sorry. Now I understand you want the rights to display Bondi's Sculpture by the Sea in Melbourne. Totally. I mean you have Bondi, but Melbourne has two world-class beaches. Oh, what are they? Well, St Kilda Beach and the ExxonMobil oil refinery. You have a preference? Yars, the oil refinery. It's prettier and has way less junkies. The thing is, Woodson, Sculpture by the Sea works best in a pleasant location. Oh, we do pleasant. Our Melbourne beaches have a minimum three days sunshine per year and a maximum of three and a half. Three and a half days of sunshine? No, three and a half degrees. Time to put on your beach parka, dude. Let me get this straight. You want the rights to show Sculpture by the Sea in a freezing grey pit of misery? Well, I never suggested holding it in Federation Square. Radio Chaser on Triple M. So you guys know the Olympics are coming up next year, right? Mm. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for the Olympics. Uh, yeah, and the controversies have started, like, incredibly early. It's like, you know how, like, every year there's Christmas decorations in the department stores earlier and earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. So the, this is a controversy about the following Olympics. So not even the ones next year. This is a controversy about the ones in 2024. <laughs> it's begun, right? Right. So you guys, you guys have probably seen it. It's about the Paris logo for the Olympics. Have you guys yeah. seen it? Oh, I've certainly seen it, in, but I put yeah. a brown paper bag over it. <laughs> so how did you, how, what's your interpretation of this logo? 
It, well, look, you know, it's it, it looks to me like a, an attractive lady in the shape of an Olympic flame. Yeah, I think that's flame. the idea. And apparently the, the attractive lady is Marianne, who's the symbol of France. I didn't know this. But, but I don't understand why an attractive lady is a bad thing to have on a logo. Well, you know, okay, I take your point. It's not a bad mm. thing to have on a logo per se, but I think it's really what the logo is. Like, for example, like... You know, you wouldn't have the Victoria's Secrets logo be like Clive Palmer, right? Mm. It's like, does it go? You know, does the does the Olympics go with this sort of like sexy Art Deco lady? Is it the right image? Oh mm. well, it's in France, Zoe, isn't it? It's in Paris. It's in Gay Paris, so of, of course it goes with that image. Well, mm. I mean, I mean, it is like the Frenchest problem I have ever heard. Like, not to be a racial stereotype, <laughs> but their logo is too sexy. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> is the idea that they they want to encourage people to have sex while they're visiting the Olympics look, or something? Is I, that the idea? I or? mean, look, I'm not a hundred percent sure what the what the idea is, but there has actually even been a little bit of backlash. So some people are saying that she's not sexy. No, she's not sexy. She looks like a middle aged woman who wants to speak to the manager at a restaurant. Well, oh, well, yeah, but that is sexy to some. Well, you know, if that that's, what turns you on. That's that's what I'm married to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. I hope she's listening to the... If you're Charles's wife, give us a ring on 13353 and abuse Charles. I mean, look, all I can say is, like, you know, she's too sexy, she's not sexy enough. Like, mm. even if you're a logo, it's just impossible to be a woman. <laughs> Guys, we've been talking about this, you know, the logo, the, the logo for the Paris 2024 Olympics and the controversies mm. around it. Is it, is it too sexy? <laughs> is it too sexy? What do you think? Is it the sexiest thing you've ever seen? It's so sexy. I mean, well, I've never seen, you know, it's just a, it's a flame and in the shape of a woman. What could be sexier? I don't know. I, I've I, had to ban it because i got, you know, kids. Oh, yeah. Well, I, they, I, they mustn't see it. You can't let them well, see it. No, they, they're going to broadcast the Olympics in a late night time slot, mm. I imagine. Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, it, what, what do you really think, honestly, that the ramifications will be of this? So when, when it comes to do you think it's going to have a big impact on the games, this sexy logo? Oh, I, I, look, I think that there'll be fornication in the streets. Do you? Yeah. Look, I think, you know, athletes performing with, with erect members. I mean, good for the high jump, but uh, or the, the pole vault, perhaps. But, but uh, <laughs> well, look, I don't know. Otherwise, though, real mess. Yeah. Look, guys, I don't want to alarm anyone, but I actually have a news report from the future so we can really see exactly how it's going to play out. Paris 2024 and what should have been a fortnight testing the upper limits of human speed, strength and agility has devolved into a mass orgy. All because of this. A logo too sexy for sport. We were warned about this. This gymnast has been fornicating with his pommel horse for three days. They told us the logo was too sexy. Why didn't we listen? Scenes like this exist all over the track and field and by the pool as well, where synchronised swimmers from several nations have congregated at the bottom of the pool to fondle the creepy crawly. An image of world peace it may be, but at what cost to the integrity of these Olympic Games? And it's all because of this, a logo, part flame, part woman's face. Hmm, excuse me, I, uh, yeah, I just have to go to the, uh, the synchronised swimming pool. Yeah. <clears throat> this is Stephen Watson reporting for the B6Y, I mean the BBC. Radio Chaser is brought to you by the power of positive thinking. Just think positive thoughts. It's that easy. But we're still going to charge you thousands of dollars to learn about it. <laughs> positive thinking. And, guys, did you see this story about how all these muck-up day antics went awry? No. Muck-up day went awry? <laughs> yes, no. I know. 
Didn't and they have a plan in place? They and so <laughs> it's a sensible plan. Down, down in Victoria, <laughs> yeah, that's right. They didn't. They didn't have. They didn't ske- stick to their schedule. <laughs> yeah, no, but so they got arrested, right? They're at a park, you know, having mm. some muck up day antics yesterday, uh. and um, and two, three people got arrested, um, two for being drunk. In a public place. The two 18-year-old boys were eventually arrested for being drunk in a public oh, place. To be honest, it sounds like they stuck to their mock-up day schedule perfectly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. God, Charles, you, I'm sorry, how are you not in jail, Charles, well, if being drunk in a public place is a, is a crime? I didn't even know that was a crime. Like, when, like, why? I mean, strictly what? speaking, the Triple M offices aren't a public place. So. I mean, how, why don't mm. police just stand outside pubs? And just arrest everyone coming out of a pub. Isn't the point of going to a pub to get drunk? <laughs> it's, not no. the, it's not like the, you know, it's not the craziest muck-up day antics I've ever heard. Yeah. No, Well, I mean, look, when I, on my muck-up day, a kid who was like a year older than me, he actually got expelled for, for I shouldn't laugh, he, he got very serious, got expelled for, for <clears throat> abseiling down the science building. Uh, what but, a disgrace. What a disgrace. Uh, that, like expelling someone who's finished school, though. Yeah, well, it was kind of to prove a point. You know, the, the principal said, well, yeah, it's the last day, but that doesn't mean you, you can't to, be expelled. Last day, and you get to go home early. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. Yes. Um, yeah. 1-3-3-5-3, what's your muck-up day story? Um, I think we can beat abseiling down the science block. That, that sounds, yeah. yeah. I mean, did somebody sort of like free climb down the science block, perhaps, or uh... <laughs> <laughs> what's worse than that? Let's go to Marcello from Camden. Um, how, what was your muck up day story? Uh, well, there was only 10 of us in year 12 mm. in the school of about 800 students. And uh, we were promoting a show that the year 12 were going to perform to the school. Mm. So we're selling tickets for about a month. Mm. Selling tickets to all the students. Now, this is back in 1984, so it was about 50 cents a ticket. So we collected a decent amount of money. Um, we had a school band open up the performance. Mm. And uh, we did a runner with the money to the local Chinese restaurant. <laughs> oh. That is great. Oh. <laughs> Were you punished by the other students for this? <laughs> No, they all thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it's become guess... a tradition in Camden. Huh? <laughs> Henceforth. It was actually uh, it was actually in Minto at Sir Redmond Heights. Oh, oh, lovely. Do you get back do you regather at that Chinese restaurant once every five years to just <laughs> relive the memories? <laughs> Should have the uh, reunion. You don't there. dare go back to Minto. <laughs> oh. Okay, thanks very much, Marcello. Anthony from South Maruta, how are you going? There you go, mate. Um, what's your story? Uh, we, this is back in 86. We put the principal's uh, Mitsubishi Scorpion in the trading post for 200 bucks and put the school's <laughs> phone number on it. Oh. <laughs> Did it sell? <laughs> oh, they got that many calls, mate. It was ridiculous. They had ah. to end up on the phone line. That's right, because that used to be the way. The trading post was the way to sell things, wasn't it? And yeah, if you put a car in there, you'd be flooded. Oh, because it was so cheap. It was a silver Mitsubishi court Scorpion, and actually the principal—I can give the principal's name—was Keith Ison. It was. <laughs> well, he should have been thrilled. I mean, you did him a favour. That's like the very sensible muck-up day yeah, <laughs> scandal. Right. Let's go to Jason. Um, what's your muck-up day story? 
Hey guys, um, this was back in the late nineties um, out west. Um, we decided to go in the night before Muck Up Day was on, and uh, we uh, made up a little lunch box with uh, clay, with a bit of foil wrapped around it, and some wires and a little timer on it, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, hid it under one of the demountables. Uh, we, we got caught by we got caught by police, and I got oh. thrown in the paddy wagon. <laughs> Um, but we were going to call it in the next day, but some kids end up finding it. So uh, while I'm sitting in the principal's office, we see the, the bomb squad show up. Oh, and oh police car after police car after police car. And what was good, is... The only good thing about it was uh, the kids all knew it was us. So when we got evacuated down to the Oval, we were like kings. <laughs> <laughs> now, if any, if any school student is listening to this and considering doing this... Just remember that Jason is considered a bloody legend by everyone who remembers that makeup date trick. Let's go uh, to he, Pez. Except the police. Except yeah. we, I think we're obliged to say. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, don't the do poli- anything like that <laughs> yeah. at yeah. all, ever. Yeah, because yeah, I think the police, well, they keep tabs on you, don't they? I mean, yeah. they're constantly monitoring for kids doing this. Uh, so next up. <laughs> <laughs> that was heavy. I can't believe they're going to blow up the school. Literally going to blow it up like like in some children's story. <laughs> Let's stop talking about blowing up schools. Okay, next, who do we have on the line? Is yes. it Pez? It's Pez. It's Pez. Yes, how are you going? Yeah, good, guys. So what, uh, what, what's your story? Yeah, please don't uh, let it be blowing up the school because you're not no, allowed to do that. No, no nothing like that. No, we, um, we sort of... Went raiding around the neighbourhood, local neighbourhood, neighbouring suburbs, and we uh, we stole all the garden names that we could find. Uh, we ended up with probably three or four hundred of them. Oh! And we set up a shrine in the middle of our quadrangle at school, and uh, it was all layered and tiered up. And at the top was like a life size. Nice life-size name. She was winding up a well. We found it. It took a while to get it. We had the head and the leg sticking out the windows of the Gemini at the top. And uh, but we got in the shit because, well, sorry, swearing. We got in trouble because uh, it looked like the Virgin Mary. So everyone thought we'd knocked it off from the church. Um, what what is this? Ra- what is this garden gnome that looks like the Virgin Mary? <laughs> it was a life-size lady. It was a life-size lady who was stood next to a well in this garden. Oh, and goodness. we and yeah, we managed to get it out and we wrapped the whole quadrangle up in glad wrap and filled it up full of water so no one could get to it. So it was like an island of gnomes in the middle of the place. And, yeah, anyway, we had to return them all. Unfortunately, we got in a bit of strife. And no one, of course, could remember where they went, so we just dropped them all off at one of the girls' parents' house, the whole lot. <laughs> I, love, I love how elaborate, I, and I love the fact that you spent so much time doing that rather than studying for your exams. <laughs> so we need a winner, guys. Oh. Um, who's who's going to pick? Oh, no, it's got to be Pez. Just the sheer amount of effort that you went to. Well done, Pez. Congratulations. <laughs> Radio Chaser is brought to you by the power of positive thinking. Anyone can do it. Just think positive thoughts. There must be something that's going well in your life. Anything? No? (laughs) Oh, well, maybe it's not for you after all. Positive thinking. And now it's time for... Welcome to the future. Oh, yeah, this is the segment where we review things and gadgets... That connect to your smartphone for no apparent reason. <laughs> Can't wait. It's an endless list. And today we're looking at 
smart toothbrushes. So oh, no. not to be confused with electric to- toothbrushes, which are actually quite good, right? Mm. <laughs> These are smart toothbrushes. These are Bluetooth-connected, Wi-Fi-enabled <laughs> toothbrushes. So, you know, if you were going to do a smart toothbrush, I'll ask you, what, what do you think the current problem with toothbrushes is? What's the problem to solve? Oh, oh that... when it's a mm, when it's a shaggy dog toothbrush, like when to change it, maybe. No. Is it that you can't um, connect to the internet with your current toothbrush? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to give you that. It's hard to take care of my teeth if I can't see what I'm taking care of. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Uh, so, so this woman you... can't see her teeth. She can't see her teeth while she's brushing her teeth. That is true. Yeah. I mean, I can't see mine unless I. Stand in front of a mirror. Yeah, you know, you know a sort yeah. of a standard bathroom situation where you're in front of a vanity mirror staring at your teeth as you yeah. brush them. Yeah, but if you brush your teeth in no. the backyard, yeah. then, uh, <laughs> you know, different different issue. But, look, I, I, I'm going to say, I reckon the founders didn't think about, you know, a mirror. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I think they hadn't thought of that. <laughs> they haven't heard of one, yeah. maybe. But... <laughs> But, um, no, this is called a Profix Smart Toothbrush, and I'll just show you what it is. It's a dentist-approved toothbrush with exchangeable attachments, as well as a camera and an app that shows me what I'm doing while I'm brushing. That's right. So it's got a camera attached to the toothbrush. So as you brush, you can look at how disgusting your teeth are. On your, your on your smartphone. And you have to shove a camera in your mouth. So you're trying to clean mm. your teeth, but yeah. you're shoving cameras and various objects in there at yeah, the same so time. Yeah, so you get to see all the cornflakes that you consumed oh, half yeah. an hour earlier. Well, I can sort of understand. Because well, I went to the dentist once and he actually took a photo of my teeth, right? And they were bloody mm. disgusting when I looked at them. <laughs> like inside. Because right. he, you know, in the mirror you can't see the back. Yeah. But I mean, you well, can't look at most of the inside of your body because I'm sure it looks disgusting. That's mm. just how it is. You don't need a camera inside your body. No, and look, and Andrew, I, I'm glad that you think that it's a good idea because mm. judging by the ad that they made, I don't think that the company <laughs> think that they have a very good product on their hand. <laughs> it's not that hard to take care of my teeth. <laughs> Yeah, it's not that hard to take care of your teeth. They sort of have to admit that it's sort of like you probably don't need a camera to brush your teeth. But so, um, so, so this is what it does. I can take a picture and keep track of how I'm doing. Yeah. So the whole idea is you're actually just keeping track over. So you accumulate lots. You know how. You know, your phone is full of images of, you know, your loved ones and your friends and good times. (laughs) Now your phone could be full of (laughs) pictures of your teeth every day. That's great. Can you, can you, can you, can they automatically upload to Instagram as well so my friends can see the inside of my mouth? That'd be great. Or at least, at least to the lovely screensaver on the big TV in the lounge room. (laughs) Because that's, that's where we have our family photos. You know, I'd love to be able to see my corn flaky teeth. You know where it should post it? It should post to Snap. Snapchat, shouldn't it? Hey, Snapchat. Oh, like, oh, snap like a mouse. This segment oh, was so good until you. Just, let's just give hey, up. Anyway, so it's six hundred bucks Australian. Whoa, you buried the um, lead. <laughs> so for six hundred bucks, you'd normally oh. expect a product to sort of say, "Oh, you know, we're changing the world." You know, it's a revolution in dental care. Like, what do you think their slogan is? What do you think um, their ultimate is, sales pitch is? Is it is it six hundred bucks is worth spending on a toothbrush? Is it? It's not that hard to brush your teeth. <laughs> You're right, it is. It's a lot easier and better it's, when I can see how I'm doing it. 
It's easier and better when I can see how I'm doing. That's their slogan. So. 600 bucks, but change it to the future. Radio Chaser is brought to you by the power of positive thinking. You might think it's a load of horse shit, but don't diss it. Because according to the rules of positive thinking, negative thoughts cause depression and stress. So you can't even criticise it. <laughs> positive thinking.